The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Samaritas, the state's largest private foster care and adoption agency. However, Samaritas also provides a number of other services around the state. They are one of the largest refugee resettlement agencies in Michigan. They serve homeless families, persons with disabilities, abused and trafficked women. They also provide market rate and affordable housing for seniors and HUD housing for families and also have skilled nursing, memory care and rehab communities in Grand Rapids, Cadillac and Saginaw. Samaritas, we thank them for their support here at Deadline Detroit. Hey everybody, happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Don't have a whole lot to talk about on today's program because I spent uh, part of the day watching what is going on in Oakland County. And believe me, believe me, what they're doing in Oakland County in an attempt to have a fill-in county executive in the wake of Elbrooks Patterson's death is ridiculous on both sides of the aisle. We'll get into that on the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Stay with me. Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit, one-stop shopping for all your news. Also, home to Deadline Detroit TV, which includes The Zip, a weekly wrap-up of the week's news with some humor. Deadline Detroit, one-stop shopping for all your news. All right, thanks for checking out The Craig Show here on this uh, Wednesday. It is Wednesday, and it's been a long week. If you're in Oakland County, it seems like it's been a really, really long couple of weeks uh, since, of course, the passing of the late Elbrooks Patterson, the longtime county executive, leaving a very large political void that many people are scrambling to fill right now. And I want to spend a little bit of time talking about some of the things going on back and forth there. But first, I figured I'd give you a little background on the process. So when Elbrooks Patterson passed away a couple of weeks ago, there's basically a law in the county that says you've got 30 days to either fill the position until the next election or hold a special election to get this done. Of course, Democrats, after recently taking control of the county commission, thought they had an opportunity to get their person in, the person that they wanted, but the problem was there's not exactly a consensus on who that person should be. County Commission Chair Dave Woodward was one person who expressed interest in the job, as was County Treasurer Andy Meisner, another Democrat who has talked about running for that seat when it became open next time. So if Brooks Patterson had been around and been able to finish out his term, we were expecting Mr. Meissner to run at that point in time. Now, interestingly enough, in order for Dave Woodward to be eligible for this position, he would have had to resign his position as county commission chair so that he could be eligible to actually apply for this job or be uh, voted into this job. Now, he resigned last week. They were supposed to be meeting that night to put a replacement in. But something went amiss. That meeting was canceled. It did not happen. And instead, the county commission said, well, nope, we're going to have people can apply for this job up until next Tuesday. And that was yesterday. So by noon yesterday, you had to have your application in to run or to be considered for this position, be interviewed for this position and potentially voted in by the county commission. Now, what happened is you got that deadline Basically, they had three people on the search committee, and I'll name them in just a minute, but three people on the search committee there that were going through these, and they would have to come up with recommendations on who to interview. Basically, they had about 12 hours in which to go through this, which is not a lot of time to evaluate the candidates that are there. I'm sure some of them were pretty good. Some of them maybe weren't. Some of them were familiar names. Some of them likely not. 
Okay, there's a three-person panel that was selected to actually go through the resumes and find who the best candidates would be. And they included three commissioners, Marsha Gershenson, a Democrat from Bloomfield Township, Gwen Markham, who's a Democrat from Novi, and Thomas Middleton, who's a Republican from Clarkston. They were preparing to interview the five finalists that were picked, basically over the course of the last 12 hours, to interview for this job. Now, the interesting thing is Middleton bailed. He said, I'm not going to participate in the interview. So he boycotts the process today suggesting that he didn't have enough time to go through the resumes and there's no way I could pick some good candidates and I don't like the ones that we've got. Well, of course, the Democrats had a majority, but that majority was whittled away with the retirement, <laughs> with the resignation of Mr. Woodward, who happens to be one of the five finalists that is going to be interviewed by these candidates today. So Thomas Middleton steps aside. Meanwhile, you have Republicans screaming that this process is highly politicized and how dare they in the wake of Brooks Patterson's death and the body's not even cool yet and this is cruel and bad. Well, the fact is they've got 30 days to figure this out or there's going to be a special election, which I guarantee the Democrats don't want to see. Nobody wants to have to run an election. There's going to be an election soon enough anyway, and why not have somebody that's in the position that gets some name recognition within the county and then maybe boost their chances of winning countywide office. I mean, the Republicans have controlled this position for a long, long time. Now, lest you think that the Democrats are the ones playing politics here, or the only ones playing politics, well, you would be completely wrong there as well. You also have a situation where, you know, Republicans, like I said, did not like to relinquish control of this county at all. They've been in control of it for a long time, for the most part, until the most recent election when they lost the majority on the county commission for the first time, something that the Democrats just gave, basically gave away their majority just a couple of days ago, which, again, I understand what Mr. Woodward was thinking there, but I'm not sure everybody else thought it through, and I certainly don't think that he had locked up the votes that he thought he had before he made that decision, or else he wouldn't have stepped down. So there's a lot of infighting that is going on here. And that's not shocking. But given the time frame legally that they have to work with here, it has to get done now. As ugly as it may seem, as people are still eulogizing Elbrooks Patterson, it has to be done. They don't have a lot of time or else there's going to be Gerald uh, Poisson, who's the acting county executive, staying in office for another year. And I don't think the Democrats in the commission want to see that happen. So who do we have to choose from? So here are the five candidates, just so you know who they're interviewing today, and they're going to bring a recommendation to the full 20-member commission, potentially as early as Friday here. So here's who you have. You have Democratic County Commissioner, former Commissioner Dave Woodward, who just resigned, a person named Kevin Howley, who's a Democratic former opponent of Brooks Patterson's and lost, Independent Randy Hazel, an independent real estate broker named Timothy Gossman, and Julie Secantini, a former state fire marshal and county risk manager. So again, Thomas Middleton, one of the three who was supposed to go through the resumes and pick people to, who, who to interview, said, I'm boycotting, I don't like the process, it's too political, and uh, it's not fair. Whatever. But put it this way, I'm not shocked by any of this. When you give a time frame like this that is so compressed to get this done, well, you're going to have this kind of jockeying for position, but you would have thought, you would have thought that they would have thought this through and figured this out before they did it. Now granted, this is their responsibility. This is an interim position. This is going to be somebody that's only going to hold the job until the next election. And if they want to run, obviously they can, but they've only got 30 days to get this sorted out. So there's going to be jockeying for position. It's just been handled really, really poorly on both sides here. You've got, of course, everybody accusing each other of gamesmanship and partisanship and, uh, and really bad faith negotiations, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it's, it's important to remind folks what this county has been about when it comes to this sort of politics. 
and when it comes to partisan control and how fiercely the Republicans have held on to it for as long as they have. And, and let's throw this into the mix here right now, too, because Michael Bouchard, of course, is the sheriff in Oakland County, has a lot of influence there as well. He decided to throw his two cents in today, and here's what he said. He said, I encourage the Oakland County Board of Commissioners to appoint Gerald Poisson to continue serving as Oakland County Executive to fill the remainder of L. Brooks Patterson's term in office. Jerry has served as Brooks Chief Deputy County Executive since 2005, and his experience and skill set are second to none. He continues on, he says, The last week and a half of political maneuvers and missteps are not in the best interest of the residents. The Office of County Executive is in good hands with Jerry and the top-notch team which Brooks had assembled. Putting all the different proposed processes aside and appointing the current executive to finish the remainder of the term will create stability, continuity, and allow for an orderly transition to whomever the next county executive may be after the general election next year. But he also went on to say that there will be plenty of time for politics and campaigning later when the voters are more focused on the candidates and the issues. Brooks served this country with distinction for many years. We should continue his legacy and honor him with this prudent step. Of course, a Republican's going to say that. Keep the Republican in position. But I'm sorry. Honor his legacy with this prudent step. This is what Brooks would have wanted. Well, of course Brooks would have wanted it. It would have meant that his handpicked guy took over and stayed in the position. A position that he held onto with iron grip for a long, long time. And yes, are Democrats anxious to get control of that seat? Absolutely they are. They haven't smelled power in Oakland County since I was a kid. I don't blame them for doing that. I don't blame them at all especially when they came close to actually getting this prize a few years back, only to have it taken away from them by the legislature, which was controlled by the Republicans. So before you sit there and say that one party is terrible, and the Democrats are awful, and the Republicans are great, or the Republicans are awful, and the Democrats are great, this goes both ways here. Oakland County, this fight for control, it's a blood sport there almost. Now recall, several years ago, Democrats actually won control of the county commission for the first time in my lifetime, I'm pretty sure. So what happened in that situation? Brooks was livid. He didn't like that. He went to a legislator from the northern part of the county, convinced him to sponsor a bill that changed the rules for only one county, Oakland County, to allow them to reduce the number of commissioners, redraw the lines with the current commission that was in place, thus shrinking their numbers, and effectively taking back control by gerrymandering in the districts in such a way that they took back control from the Democrats who had fairly won a majority in that election. That's the lengths that they were willing to go to to maintain control in Oakland County. And when I asked the sponsor of the bill about it on my old show, he said simply, I just don't like the Democrats. That's the kind of place this is. This is a large county with huge resources, well-to-do residents, a lot of very successful communities, but also some challenges. But this is a huge political prize to become county executive. It's a big deal. You're in charge of a lot of different things. And in Oakland County, the way that things are set up right now, Brooks Patterson basically ran roughshod over everybody else in that county for a long time. He's got things set up in such a way that the executive's position is thought of as a very, very powerful position. And what he said went most of the time. And that frustrated, of course, Democrats as they were in the the, uh, minority that whole time. So do I blame them for being anxious to find a way to get somebody in position sooner than they would have to and potentially uh, give somebody name recognition before going into the election next year? No, it makes total sense. But anybody that thinks that what they're doing is wrong or is bad, if the shoe was on the other foot, the exact same thing would be happening. 
Don't think for a second that the Republicans would not pounce if they saw an opportunity to cement their person in there to maintain their control a little bit longer. But here's what's going on now. You've got five potential candidates that they're going to look at. They're going to whittle that number down to a couple of people. They're going to put it before the 20-member commission now instead of 21, since the chair just resigned. you got 10 Democrats, 10 Republicans. Now, an even number of votes is always a difficult thing because what if you get 50-50? All yeses on the Democratic side, all noes on the other side. I'm not sure that there's anybody on that board when there's not a majority that can cobble together the majority they're going to need to take over in Oakland County. I'm not necessarily in favor of leaving Gerald Poisson in that position for you know, the next year and a half. Yeah, it's the easy thing to do. But don't think that this is some benevolent act on the part of Sheriff Bouchard just suggesting we should just do this and honor Brooks. No, that's not exactly what's happening here. This is about making sure that Dave Woodward, if he gets in there, doesn't have more time to cement his name and his name recognition in the voters in Oakland County. That's what this is about. Now, Gerald Poisson could very well choose to seek election here next time around. I'm not sure if he will. And who knows? Maybe Mike Bouchard wants to jump in. And if Mike Bouchard wants to jump in at some point, we'll think about that for just a second. Of course he doesn't want a stronger candidate running against him. Shock of shocks. Now, just before you get into this, and again, the Democrats, they bungled this last week. Absolutely bungled it. They thought they had their ducks in a row, and they didn't. They screwed it up, and they opened themselves up to this type of a situation. A lot of people would suggest that what they were doing was unethical last week, and, and I think they backed off for fear that they would be perceived as being that way. So like I said, they didn't have their ducks in a row, and they screwed up their chance to get their candidate in there. But now, the other thing that's going on in this beacon of transparency that is Oakland County is you've got another person who's on the commission. Her name is Shelley goodman Taub. She's a Republican from Bloomfield Township, and she had received a FOIA request from WXYZ-TV. That would be Channel 7, so good on you, Channel 7, for getting that FOIA request in there, looking for some communications between the Republicans and all the members of the commission in the discussions that they're having about this succession plan. So there are a bunch of messages being sent back and forth between texts and emails amongst board members taking a look at so-called backroom deals to choose a successor to Brooks. Now, Taub sent a text out to all her Republican colleagues that was titled, Delete, 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 asking them to delete any communications they had about this. And then when asked about it, she said, well, yeah, I did say that, but I just said, I just want you to delete anything that could be embarrassing if just so we don't, uh, you know, if we said something bad about somebody. Well, either way, that's a violation of the Freedom of Information Act to do that kind of stuff. It's a violation to delete official messages between government employees. She said, delete, delete, delete. You're about to receive FOIAs. So if you delete those emails before the FOIAs get there, well, technically, then there's nothing to get. So basically, deleting your emails, text messages, or destroying records of any kind of government activity is a violation. You're not allowed to do that. So here's the great thing about the message that she sent, though. So basically, she is being asked to resign. Taub is being asked to resign her position. Andy Meisner, of course, county treasurer, is suggesting that, yeah, she should resign, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't investigate whether this is a criminal matter. So the pressure is going to be put on her there. And I don't think this is going away anytime soon. But what she said this, this is what Taub said uh, earlier this week. She says, I have no intention of resigning. And when people tell the truth, this kind of thing can happen. And she said, I meant that if they had anything in their email that was nasty or a dirty joke or otherwise improper, they should delete it. 
Then she goes on to say, really, this is not my story. It's the Democrats looking for any excuse to throw Republicans under the bus after what they've been doing. And the AG's office now says they will investigate if it is submitted to them by anybody in Oakland County, which I have a feeling will likely be coming. So anyway, we don't know what's going to happen there, but that's your representation, Oakland County. This is what you've got right now. Keystone cops are looking actually fairly competent in comparison at the moment, but it's interesting to watch. Political infighting usually is, but let's hope that they make a decent choice, that there are actually some real candidates uh, that this commission gets to look at, but I'm not sure they're going to be able to do anything other than deadlock on this one. And in the meantime, we'll see what happens to Ms. Taub, but delete, delete, delete. Hmm. Think about that. Maybe delete the text in the first place before you send it. Because I have a feeling this one's going to come back to bite you. Nobody likes it when you delete stuff that the public has a right to see. You keep that stuff. And if you can't say it in person, don't say it via text message. Don't say it via email. Because that stuff's all subject to FOIA when you're a public official. Especially an elected official. Delete, delete, delete. I think everybody in Oakland County wouldn't mind deleting the last few days. This is the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services. Hey there, my name is Seth Ressler. Hi everyone, it's Becky Scarcello. I am new to the Detroit area. And I've been here my whole life. So we started a podcast together. It's called The D Brief. Detroit's arts and entertainment podcast. We cover concerts, comedy, plays, food, drink, all kinds of stuff. All the cool events around town, things to do, and the people that are doing them. Can we talk about some of the people we've had as guests on this podcast? Hey, this is Mark Kurlianchik, the restaurant critic for the Detroit Free Press. Hi, I'm Ian DeLisi, and I host Essential Music on 1019 WDET. Hi, this is Mark Ridley of Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Hey, this is Kate Williams, executive chef of Lady of the House. Hey, this is Meltdown from WRAF in Detroit. This is Josh Mallerman, author of Bird Box. This is Carmen Hart. Curator of film at the Detroit Institute of Arts. President and founder of Valentine Distilling Company. The general manager of innovation experiences for the Henry Ford. Arts and entertainment editor at the Detroit Free Press. The Michigan Science Center. Arts Beats and Detroit. If you like going out in the city of Detroit, you're going to like this podcast. The Debrief Podcast. We like to say Detroit's moving. Keep up. The Debrief. Your guide to Detroit's arts and entertainment scene.